Hi guys, and welcome to my brand new podcast, Multifaceted Mama. I'm Holly Etheridge, actress, model, Spanish tutor, and soon to be social worker. I'm currently studying for a master's. Oh, and I should mention, I've just found out I'm pregnant. Follow me on my journey as I navigate my way as a first time expecting mum. Each week I'll be documenting my symptoms and all stages of pregnancy. Over the weeks, I hope to interview other multifaceted mums on how they juggle their busy lives. Hit subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to my very first episode of Multifaceted Mama. Now, I have no idea how this is going to go down. I really hope that this podcast inspires people and especially helps those that are first-time mums or expecting mums because I'm currently going through it myself and now I really understand just how daunting that can be and just how lonely it can be in the beginning, especially if you're keeping it a secret, which I will talk about in depth a little bit later on. But I'm very excited to be on this journey and yeah, I think it's a really good idea to document just how I'm feeling and there is I've seen already that there is such a big community when you're expecting or when you've got children um, and there's a lot of support out there and there's one app in particular which I will mention and obviously I'm not being told to mention this because this is my first ever episode and I'm probably only going to get like five listeners but <laughs> um, I've actually been using the app Peanut and it's such a nice community on there there's women from all over the world and I've posted a few times just asking a few questions and I've, I've felt so, so supported. So if you are pregnant or expecting, or even if you've got children and it's your second or third baby, do download that app because there's loads of help and advice on there. And it is, yeah, it's a really nice community. So I'll give you a little breakdown, a little bit about myself. Otherwise, you'll wonder why you're listening to this random podcast. I... I'm a freelancer. I went freelance a few years ago to pursue my dream of being an actress. And obviously the pandemic has meant that that has been extremely difficult. Um, I speak fluent Spanish, so that's always been one of my side hustles. And I'm one of those people that I'm very career driven, but I'm very, I'm overly ambitious. I literally want everything. (laughs) I change my mind a lot because I just, I want to experience everything. And although I'm passionate about acting, I realised that it's a very difficult career so I kind of have my fingers in lots of pies and I've always done a little bit of modelling from a young age so that's another thing I do on the side and it's kind of a part-time thing Um, and when it comes to children I've always I've always thought about having children it's always been at the back of my mind I've been in a long-term relationship for years now a very very happy relationship I am very lucky Um, and my partner's always been quite broody and it's funny because all my friends say it's really unusual for a man to be broody it's normally the other way around but I think where we're in such a nice relationship it is like the next thing and we're not married and we're not engaged and I'm not overly bothered about that I mean I wind him up all the time but one of my worries about having children has always been losing my identity and losing that bit of myself which I'm aware could happen, especially in the beginning when you're trying to get used to the fact that you've just had a baby, things change. But it's always been, yeah, I guess it's always been a fear of mine. Um, as I say, I've always wanted children, but I've put it off a little bit. I mean, I'm 30, I'm, I'm a good age, but I've put it off because I hear all the time, 
women say how they've lost themselves and they've lost their identity. And I'm really determined to not let that happen. And I appreciate that in the beginning, it is a massive shock to the system. And, you know, nobody knows what they're doing. Let's be honest, if it's your first time, you don't have a clue. And there will be days where you're at home in your pyjamas and you're crying and you're stressed. You know, I've got brothers and sisters with children, so I have seen it firsthand. But yeah, it's always been a fear of mine. And I just, you know, I'm a really ambitious, driven person and I've got really big dreams. And I really hope that I am able to juggle, to juggle it well. I really hope I'm able to have a baby and not lose myself. Obviously, I will be documenting my journey each week. So we'll see how that goes. That might even become once every other week because <laughs> I'm going to be so busy. But yeah, I I think it's a good idea to to do this podcast and and just see and hopefully inspire other women out there to to still live the lives they want to live all whilst bringing up a baby. So that's the reason why I decided to name this multifaceted mama because there's lots of layers to me. I've got lots of dreams and aspirations. I'm very ambitious and I'm sure there are so many women out there that feel this fear of having their first child because they want to do so much with their lives and they're worried that having a baby is going to stop all that. So yeah, that's the the, the motivation to the podcast and why it's multifaceted mama. So anyway, I'll cut to the chase because I'm sure you're all wondering that one question that everybody seems to ask you when you tell them that you're expecting. This is a really difficult question because it wasn't really planned and I wouldn't really say that we were trying because, well, I'm going to be honest, we must be extremely fertile and we're very blessed in this sense because we did it twice, sorry for any family members listening, during the window that was meant to be my fertile window. And I used the, the app Flow, which by the way, I really recommend. Um, and I've always tracked kind of my cycles and my periods. So I've always been very in tune with my body. But this was like a guesstimate. I wasn't 100% sure that that was, you know, going to be my window. Um, and let's just say that we weren't careful over that week and we kind of said oh well what happens happens because we'd normally be really really careful um cut a long story short I was on the coil for a few years because for me the pill would just make me completely insane I yeah I don't work well with a pill so I was on the coil I had that taken out I don't know six seven months ago maybe I don't really know why I had it taken out I did get quite a lot of cramps with it although it worked really well for me it was the non-copper coil uh, non-hormonal sorry non-copper it's copper non-hormonal coil god that was a tongue twister (laughs) um so yeah I went and got that out I think it's because we were talking about children so much and it kind of felt right but then when I applied for my master's we actually said the week before we found out we were pregnant, let's let's wait a year because it's not the right time. Although when is the right time? That's another bloody question. There is no right time, I don't think. But we did. We said, yeah, let's not actively try because you're about to do a master's. It's not very practical. How would we juggle it? You know, I'm going to be heavily pregnant in my first year. It's a social work master's. So it's going to be very intense, lots of placements. And then when I've had the baby, which now will be over summer, so I'll have three, four months off, 
what will we do when I go back for the second year because it's very heavily placement focused so that's a hurdle that we will have to you know figure out when we get there but yeah we said to each other yeah let's let's just wait because you're doing this master's and then surprise surprise I'm pregnant within the first month of not being careful which to me is just crazy isn't it well I was going to say I remember the day so clearly but it wasn't that long ago because I'm only when I'm coming up to five weeks now so very very early days and I've not been able to share my news with anyone because we've decided that in the first trimester we'll just keep it on the lowdown until our first scan and that way we've got something to show people it feels a little bit more real we're a little bit further along so obviously there is less risk and that is always a concern isn't it and I didn't think I'd be that person to to worry about it but there has been a few days where I've had a pain or two and thought oh god is you know is the worst thing happening but you've just got to try and stay really calm and yeah I found lots of comfort in talking to other women on that app (laughs) because I haven't told anyone around me haven't yet been able to speak to anyone it almost feels like I'm able to to share it with people that don't know me and that that's a little bit of a weight off my shoulder and especially for asking advice and questions I've literally spent the last week on google googling how much coffee can I drink if I can drink any coffee because I'm a big coffee drinker so I've completely stopped and that's been a struggle and I had a few cups of decaf and apparently decaf can actually bring on miscarriage so obviously all alarm bells ringing I was like god I can't even have a decaf but then when I went to peanut (laughs) these lovely ladies told me that actually as long as you're within I think it's 200 milligrams you're fine and you can have a small coffee when you need it but I've decided that I am just going to reduce it and cut it out as much as possible and just try and drink as much water and be the healthiest version of myself so cliche isn't it but yeah that's my plan with that but it's so difficult isn't it in the beginning like who knows what's right what you can and can't eat there's all this like miscommunication and misinformation out there so yeah I'm I've struggled a little bit with that so far but it's also crazy that I feel there is so much that we don't know about our bodies and so much that nobody tells you because when I found out I was pregnant I was trying to work out how many weeks so I'll tell you the story of how I found out in a minute But what I did want to say was they count from the last first day of your period, which to me is crazy because it doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, I wasn't pregnant then. I know your egg gets released and then if it's not fertilised, that's when you have a period. I get all that. But it just, it seems quite crazy. So I'm actually coming up to five weeks, but technically I've only been pregnant like two weeks or three weeks it's it's weird isn't it but anyway so when you're online calculating your due date which I don't know if I've done it correctly but it's telling me May um I think between the 22nd and 24th so I'll be really intrigued to hear on my first 12 week scan exactly what the doctor tells me and if it's right because I've yeah I've roughly calculated it and that is from the first day of my last period so yeah let's see But there is just so much, you know, misinformation and so many questions that if you are sitting here listening to this and you've just found out you're pregnant, there's so many questions that you're going to be asking yourself and wanting to ask people. And if you're not sharing it, then that 
is extremely difficult. So I'll tell you about the day that I found out, well, actually early hours of the morning, because it was literally, I think 4am that I did the first proper test. I'm very in tune in my body, I'm very intuitive, because I just knew, like deep down, I, I had a feeling that I could be. So I think I was five or six days DPO, which by the way, I've had to Google as well, and DPO means days past ovulation so ovulation occurs when an ovary releases an egg and obviously the egg travels to the the fallopian tube and awaits fertilization doesn't it so I was basically a few days after that happening but I hadn't yet missed a period so I tested very early and I bought really cheap strips from Poundland the whole time I thought oh it's not accurate it's they're cheap they're from Poundland you know it won't work I just questioned it the whole time so basically I peed on this little stick and it was a very faint line and I was you know again googling and messaging people on this bloody app and so many women were like oh that's what mine looked like and I'm now like four months pregnant and I was like what but it's barely there and then I threw a spanner in the works because I said oh, I did leave it out between five and ten minutes and I've kind of read it after five minutes. And then another woman messaged being like, oh, yeah, then it's probably invalid. You know, don't read it after five minutes has passed because, yeah, it can change. So I messaged my boyfriend. I sent him a picture of it and screenshotted what one of the women had said on Peanut. And I said, weird, I don't really know what to think. I don't think I am. It doesn't look positive to me because it was barely there. And we kind of just disregarded it. Anyway, I went, I was actually shooting that day for a small advert. So I went, didn't think anything of it, just forgot about it. I actually went to the pub and I had one gin and tonic, which now I'm like, oh God. But I really didn't think I was. I just, I didn't believe it. I was like, no, I just disregarded it basically. And then that night on the way home after the shoot, I went to Superdrug and I just bought the first test I could find and it was Superdrug owned. So again, there is nothing wrong with a supermarket's own branded things. And usually if a pregnancy test says you're pregnant, you're pregnant because it's detected something in your urine, right? So you shouldn't even think that. But I did this pregnancy test that night at like, or that morning at like 4am because I couldn't sleep all night because I had heart palpitations and so much anxiety because I started to think, oh my God, you know, maybe, maybe I am and I should test. And I had that one drink and I felt really guilty. So anyway, I got up at 4am, scrambling my bag to find that test I'd bought, went and peed on it. And it came up straight away as a faint cross. And so there I was laying in bed, Googling again. And yeah, I was like, I think that pretty much tells me I am. I didn't wake my boyfriend up. I let him sleep, but I laid there until 6am tossing and turning just full of anxiety I felt really strange because there was still so much doubt in my mind because I thought we've only done it you know twice like how can this be I I just didn't believe it so I waited until 7am when the supermarket opened across the road from me ran down to Sainsbury's pretty much in my pyjamas with a big coat over the top of me and just like a school kid would run to the aisle to scramble for the pregnancy test, like hiding it from people as if I didn't want people to see what I was buying. 
and it was actually £13. £13 because it was one of those tests that you can detect pregnancy before you've missed your period. And at this point, I was now three days before my period was due, three or four days. And this test said you can test up to six days before your period's due. So I thought, brilliant, this is going to tell me. And now I wanted to see in writing the word pregnant. That's all I wanted. And that is the only way I would believe it. So there I am, you know, 10 past seven in the morning, my dog at my bloody feet, once again, wean on a stick. And and then a little kind of almost like, you know, you get on a laptop, the little wheel of doom that spins. That happened. And it seemed to go on forever. Then all of a sudden, boom, the word pregnant. And I was literally like almost hyperventilating. Don't get me wrong, I'm over the moon because we do want babies. But I just feel like it's happened so quickly. And it is just, it's just funny how the week before this happened, we both said, yeah, let's not be silly. You know, let's be sensible and protect ourselves because you're doing a degree and it's probably not going to work and I just feel like well you know there's never a right time and it's happened and here we are so I ran into the bedroom and I thought well it's almost half seven now I think that's an okay time to wake my partner up and tell him he's going to be a dad literally the biggest moment of his life so now here I am telling you all sharing it with the world and I've just filled out a form and now I've been scheduled two appointments one in about a month's time and then the other will be my three-month scan which is really exciting but again how do you know these things you don't until you're in that moment so I I hope that this podcast does help somebody listening that's you know around the same time as myself because it is daunting and you're not supposed to know you don't know I would be really interested to hear about other people's stories of how they went about telling people how they did the reveal and if they did it before the three-month scan because I think it is different for everyone and you've got to do what feels right for you but I I have told one person one good friend one of my best best friends just because it was her birthday last weekend and it was the day that we'd found out and I hadn't slept all night and it was Saturday and I was getting ready and I was voice noting her trying to like put it out there that I didn't feel well and I wasn't going to be drinking and I thought oh god this is going to be so difficult all night trying to like lie or tell people that I feel really ill and I just thought god we're so close and if the worst did happen I'd want to confide in my friend and I'd want somebody to know and be there for me so I did feel like I could open up and tell her I just didn't know how I was going to do it and I was assuming that so many people were going to be there when I arrived and I was no way announcing that to the room. I was so glad that I told her because then all night she she looked after me and made sure that anyone that was peer pressuring me into drinking, by the way, side note, why do people do that? It's so annoying, even if you're not pregnant. If you don't want to drink, don't drink. I don't get why people have to shove alcohol down your neck because they're doing it so bizarre please do reach out and tell me your stories of how you did a reveal and how long you waited because I'm very intrigued I'm currently recording this on it's September the 17th I'm due to start my masters or the induction is next week I will reveal the news in the beginning hopefully at the beginning of November which is when I will release this podcast episode 
So I've got a little wait yet. I've just scheduled in my first appointment. I will keep you all posted with what happens next and if I've kept the three month rule and not told anyone else. If you have enjoyed listening to me rattle on on this podcast, then please, please do rate it, leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. I can also be found on Instagram at multifacetedmama. Thank you so much, guys. Until the next time.